previously on the Infinite Escape Room. Occasionally you find yourself flapping your wings a bit and honking. We're not in England. <laughs> it would slowly zoom out to show him pitching a tent in his jeans. If you were suddenly turned into a man, what would be the very first thing that you would do? Have a wank. And welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a group of geographically diverse pals meet up, have a couple of cheeky drinks, and work together to solve a homemade escape room of the ears. I'm Jamie, your host for this week's plethora of puzzles, and this week, because this episode is going out to the public just before Independence Day, um, I'm drinking a Shipyard, American IPA uh, from Portland, Maine, but brewed, I believe, somewhere in Wolverhampton. So cheers to those across the pond. It's a Green King shipyard, isn't it? Does not say, but it's got the word America written all over it. So why would they lie? You think of the icebreaker? I am thinking of icebreaker, you know. But uh, it's lovely. It's, it's one of the ones I tend to go for in the pub. Uh, I never realised it was an American ale. Oh. It's very nice. And locked in with me today, we have a trio of treasonous troublemakers. Hello, I'm Ben Levy-Griffiths, and uh, this week I am drinking a Midnight Express from the Salopian, Salopian Brewery. And... Um, how is it, Ben? It's <laughs> it's imagine like Marmite. I think like Marmite with tar. Like, like it's it's really constant. It's 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 really strong. It's got a really like bittery sort of um, taste. It sort of coats your mouth and doesn't leave it. Catches you like right at the back of the mouth. I should have noticed. I I um, had a few to pick from this evening and. I've always thought that beers from Shropshire are, are universally awful, um, and I should have known um, by the by the brewery name that I shouldn't have gone for this one. <laughs> the awful Shropshire Brewery dot com or something. <laughs> I, most uh, most bitters from uh, Shropshire. Have you ever? Have you? Okay, really specific. Have you ever been near a place where cows piss? Not frequently. I have. There's a there's a, like a really kind of like vinegary smell to it, and I think that pretty much all uh, all um, uh, Shropshire bitters have a taste that is that base, and then they just build on top of it. They are awful. I mean, your, your expression kind of described that perfectly, yeah. listeners. To, to just to try to paint a picture for you, Ben's face and his entire body language actually looked as if he'd watched the VHS that was in the ring, and now his seven days are up. Like <laughs> every single muscle and joint was contorted. So, so I'm going to sip this and try not to react too much throughout the show. <laughs> I mean, I like your review as well, like Marmite, but thicker as if, I mean, because one of my first thoughts with Marmite is, well, golly, this is a bit runny. <laughs> this is a bit runny for me. I'm, so, I'm genuinely surprised you managed to pour it out of the bottle and into your glass and that you're not having to sit there with a spoon. <laughs> I'm Laura and I'm drinking a pink Grigio. Oh, that's very fancy. Very nice. Mm, hey. It's a classy bird, my wife. How, how viscous is that on the Marmite scale compared to... It's pretty, it's pretty viscous, to be fair. It's pretty sloshy. <laughs> it's, uh, it's water in the Marmite jar after you've cleaned it. Okay, it's a chewy, chewy wine. <laughs> Hello, I'm Mike. Um, I'm, I'm married to Laura, and occasionally on this podcast, um, and I am drinking a Hobgoblin Gold, which is uh, a long-standing favourite beer. And Jamie, I think you were talking about having a Hobgoblin Gold recently, um, and it reminded me how much I love it. So I got myself a tin, this is my last one. Uh, and it is an amber ale, it's scrumptious, it's sessiony, um, and weirdly, it's slightly sobering me up after a punk IPA with dinner. <laughs> I, I've, I've yet to find a beer... That's named after some sort of mythological creature that isn't delicious. 
Hobgoblins, Black Dragons, Green Goblins, mm. universally wonderful. So if anyone's got any recommendations for similar mythological ales <clears throat> and ciders, please let me know. Or one that disproves the theory, I guess. <laughs> one from Shropshire. <laughs> <laughs> Before we begin, I'd like to give a huge thank you to our Patreons for supporting us and all the weird stuff that we do. You are the wind beneath our wings, the candle in the window on a cold, dark winter's night, the water at the end of my Marmite jar to make it last that little bit extra. <laughs> and this week, I'm going to give a special shout out to two of our wonderful Patreons, Dave Shaw and Karen Kate. Thanks very much to both of you for keeping us off the streets and on the air. Thank you. Thank you. So what is the Infinite Escape Room? Well, it's much like the escape rooms you're used to seeing out in the real world. But this one stretches across all known themes, dimensions, and multiverses. And because it's infinite, there is no end. Every room in the infinite escape room links wonderfully into the next in one big, never-ending escape experience adventure. Each week, one of us will present a part of the infinite escape room. This week, it's me, while the others will try and solve it. If they don't escape within the allotted time, then very unpleasant things will happen to them. And if they break anything they're not supposed to, they will lose their deposit, which I will leave to you for this week. What would you uh, like to forfeit if you break anything you're not supposed to? What do you ben? value? You can't say Shropshire Brewery. <laughs> that is, think, of a, like, think of a better county. Think of a better county. <laughs> um, any one that isn't Shropshire. Um, think of a better county in their beer. I'm surprised you're coming up blank right now. <laughs> this is basically this is basically sort of the marsh the marshmallow man uh, the Stay Puft man uh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Think of th- th- that's all I can think of. Don't think of Shropshire. <laughs> How about um? Well, thinking of Stay Puft, how's about the Tiny Rebel Brewery? Mm. They do they do almost universally fantastic beer, except for their pine scented one, uh, Ooh, which tastes I like, like something you clean a car with. It's their sours we didn't like. Oh, the sours were horrendous, but all sours are horrendous. Yeah. Alan kept trying to give them to us. Everyone like, comes this around. beer's gone off. Okay, new label. It's now a sour. <laughs> but the, the clue's in the name. Like There are certain things that should be sour, and beer is not one of those things. No, no, it's gone off. It's, it's literal gut rot. So if you break anything you're not supposed to, then the world will lose the Tiny Rebel Brewery forever. Which would be Please sponsor us, Tiny Rebel. We actually want you to sponsor us, unlike Shropshire. Yes, we, we like your beers, Tiny Rebel. Hello. Mmm. <laughs> So, are we ready? Yes. As it ever be. Yes. Then let's enter the infinite escape room. Last time, you found the Lucidiki, freeing your minds from Danny's COVID-fueled fever dream. You wake up looking at a pulsating chrome sphere that pulsed all the more intently the closer you got. The chrome sphere begins to sparkle and spin like a disco ball, blinding you with light and overwhelming your senses. With your gaze transfixed, the world around you begins to melt as your surroundings shift and you find yourself in the middle of a gift shop. There's a distinct smell of tea and salt water in the air. There are tri-corner hats everywhere and the sound system is blasting out the Hamilton soundtrack on repeat. You must be in the Boston Tea Party Museum, just in time for the US Independence Day. What a dink. Before you can get your bearings, a man wearing a suit with sunglasses and a baseball cap rushes through the front door. Ah, you're the guys that Cam sent? You're late. This place is meant to open up in 30 minutes, so we don't have much time. First of all, don't make fun of the accent. I'm an army brat. I was raised on a lot of air bases. I never quite fit in. Very traumatic. So say nothing. So you guys should already know the brief. We're looking for the sole surviving box of tea from the Boston Tea Party. Rumor has it that one of the revolutionaries smuggled it somewhere nearby. He tosses you a burner phone. I'm going to stand guard outside. 
When you work it up, text the right location using this phone. If you don't, well, let's just say that things are going to go royally bad for yous. He walks back through the entrance and locks the door behind him, leaving you stood alone in the gift shop. Your time, it would appear, starts now. The gift shop mm-hmm. itself is packed with all the tat you'd expect from a historical museum. There are pens, mugs, local maps, and those fun tri-corner hats. There are also some model ships that are on sale in the middle. And you see on the opposite wall uh, to the entrance is a curtain that leads to the next room. What would you like to do? Can I put on a tri-corner hat? You put on a tri-corner hat and uh, it fits fairly snugly. I got a lot of hair. <laughs> <laughs> like a little Tommy Cooper fez just on the corner. <laughs> I like it. Can I also put on a tri-corner hat? Although I guess mine will be a bit looser on account of having less hair. The only one available right now is the child size ones. Laura took the only adult ones, so yours uh, is very small on your head, but looks adorable. Awesome. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm wondering why they're why why they're a tricorner hat, uh, whereas you don't say tricolor; it's tricolor, and it's not a tricorner. Tricorner. There are three. There are a, a, a plethora of tricorner hats. <laughs> I think it's because tricolor is more along the sort of tricolor, isn't it? Although when you get it in like Italian restaurants and things like that, it's more saying it for the French or European saying it. So tricorner is probably something else. Tricorner. Can we have a little look at the ships in the middle, uh, if there's anything important about or, or uh, that stands out about them? Yeah. Um, so there are a couple of dozen model like toy ships um, in a stacked in sort of a pyramid underneath a sign that says, on sale due to manufacturer error. Uh, when you pick one of them up, um, they seem like a pretty faithful replica um, of the ship that you can see on various paintings around the shop called the Dartmouth. Only difference you can really see is that on the paintings, there are two cannons on either side, whereas these toy ships have two cannons on one side and only one on the other. Interesting. What side is the single cannon on? Uh, the single cannon is on the starboard side, which I don't know what that is in real money. So you, you decide. Neither do we, So it's very important what side this is on. Gotcha. Yes. Do you know what I was thinking? Like, how do I remember that? I was like, Klingons off the starboard bow, starboard bow, starboard bow. No, it's not telling me anything. It's just telling me where the Klingons are. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this is not a mnemonic for which is starboard and which is port. This is a song about Klingons. If you were clinging on to something, you'd probably want two cannons rather than one to cling on to. <laughs> You're right, Ben. That is a good way of telling starboard. Oh, there we port. go. <laughs> That's foolproof. But the, 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 two, the, two, the two cannons are on the port side. That's right, yeah. So the Klingons are on the one with only the one cannon. Which is less than ideal. Can I just can I have a look? I guess can I have a look inside my tricorn hat and quickly inside Laura's tricorn hat as well? Yeah, you have a little little fondle around inside both tricorner hats and you find that it's slightly padded, but nothing more. Okay. Ben, would you like a tiny hat? <laughs> I would love a tiny hat, although uh, I'm wondering, given the child's size, are there uh, paper clips around that I can sort of weave it into my hair? Uh, yeah, you find some paper clips that you can weave into your hair to keep the little hat um, atop your bounce. Um, could we have a look at the burner phone, please? Yeah, it's it looks like an old uh, Nokia 3310. Doesn't have any functionality in it. You can send text messages and calls, and that's pretty much it. Is it, it powers on? There's it, you know, there's nothing written on it. Particularly, it's not like um, there's not like a phone number taped to the back or anything like that. There's only one contact in that phone, um, and you presume it's the person that gave you the phone. Any text messages sitting in it? Um, completely blank. It is a blank slate. Cool. Should we check out this um, this other room, the room behind the curtain? 
Yep, if you want to get to the room where it happens. So. Oh, hey. dear Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just very quickly before we do, uh, was there a till in that room as well? Presumably to pay for... for- um, there's there's a counter, um, but there's no like traditional till. It's one of those like just card readers. You get your contact okay, glass. Cool. Boops. Um, so you, you walk through uh, the curtain into a circular dimmed room, and there are a number of historical objects from the American Revolution behind glass cabinets, as well as a full-costumed mannequin of Samuel Adams. Um, to your left, you see a series of portraits of important American revolutionaries, and to your right, you can see a replica of the historic tea ship, the Dartmouth. There's also another curtain opposite the one you came through that leads into another room. Can we take a look at the, at the Dartmouth? You certainly can. So it is an impressive replica. It's about five feet long. Uh, and you can see from the painting behind it that it is a pretty faithful replica as well. The colours are spot on. It's got two cannons on either side. It's even got the ruffles in the sails to match the painting. Can I take a closer look at um, the two cannons on the starboard side? Just to, I guess, see if any of them are loose or, or jiggleable. Uh, you give them a mild jiggle, bearing that this is potentially a historical artefact, so you give it with the utmost care. But as you give it a proper look, uh, you notice that the extra cannon, the one that's not on the toy ship, does have something stuffed inside it. And you carefully unroll a note. Um, the note says, if you British knobs are looking for the last tea chest, then good luck. I've hidden it in one of the many islands in Boston. Only true patriots can even come close to it. Sorry, can even come close, at least initially. Now that all the other tea has been destroyed, I can sell the last box for an absolute fortune. Now that's the American dream. Hugs and kisses, Benjamin Livingston. And then there's some arrows. So there's one point in right, then one up, one left, one up, one right, one right, and then two down. Is that a Capcom code or something? <laughs> Almost. It's left, right, left, right, AAB start, isn't it? You enter, you enter God mode and can ascend <laughs> through the roof. <laughs> You solved my puzzle, Dan. <laughs> Can we have a quick look at the paintings of the figures? Uh, yeah. So on the opposite side to the, the ship, there are nine portraits altogether underneath a sign that says Forgotten Patriots. They're arranged in like a three by three. Um, so three in one row, three in the next row, three in the next row. And you can see a commonality in that they're all a bunch of white, slightly balding, fat blokes with stern faces, as seemed to be the style in 18th century America. Um, I feel attacked. (laughs) (laughs) He said slightly balding. (laughs) Burn. Uh, each, Each portrait has the name of the person on a little plaque underneath it. In the top row, you've got left to right, you've got Rex Ellery, Emmett Nightingale and Paul Underhill. In the second row, you've got Dominic Green, Richard Eads, and Rufus Peel. And the bottom row, you've got Benjamin Livingston, Ulysses Evans, and Levi Ellery. So I'm wondering if we can figure out um, who we might want to start with through something else. Maybe using those combinations of um, arrows, we can come up with the... um, answer to something <laughs> oh yeah because we're trying to find out where these where the the, the treasure's buried aren't we? that's the treasure the the tea um it was islands of boston should should we go back and grab a map from the gift shop and look at the islands uh, of boston maybe if you i guess um so you run back to the gift shop and there is a little box with a bunch of postery um local maps uh so you unroll one of those maps and it shows you a number of historic locations around boston and the small islands around it, um, which will be your single and only handout for this evening, I am pleased 
to tell you. And we'll put that in the show notes for you as well. I see a map. Top marks. Okay. Top marks. <laughs> Top marks. <laughs> uh, so there is a map. It, it's quite sparse, actually. I was expecting something a little bit more full. Um, uh, it has in the sort of bottom centre the words Boston Islands. There are a number of islands on here. Um, going uh, right to the very north, we have uh, Deer Island. And then across the middle, left to right, we have Thompson Island, Spectacle Island, Long Island, and Fort Warren. And then uh, bottom right, we have Fort Andrews and Hull. Yeah, this might be a joke map or something because Hull is quite far away from Boston. Uh, this is 100% accurate to the islands near Boston Harbour. This is hmm. the geography has not been doctored in any way. Did they copy Hull? <laughs> <laughs> Who's been to Hull and been like, oh yeah, this again? <laughs> <laughs> this but this but with more humidity. This would be like arriving at like, hey, welcome to New Luton, New York. <laughs> I guess it might be sand, but so there's um there's obviously a, a lot of water, a lot of um, a lot of sort of blue space, as it were. Um, and a lot of the islands uh, are green. However, there looks to me to be like uh, some islands either have white patches on, or some islands are almost entirely white. I'm going to guess that might be sand versus. Grass? I don't know if that's significant or just styling. This is what Google Maps gave me when I looked for an old-timey skin. So um, I will leave it to your imagination. There's a code in there. <laughs> <laughs> imagination, quickly. Cypher. Index the alphabet. Divide by pi. Um, I feel like we still need a little bit more information in order to put these things together. So we've got... There's another curtain. Yeah, should we go through the other curtain? Look, what's behind... Curtain number, number two. two. <laughs> curtain number two, ah, yeah. So you go through the second curtain into the third room and you find it is a tea room. Um, the tea room has a few tables and chairs and space on the counter for cakes that haven't been put out yet because the museum is not officially open. On the counter, there are a large, um, there are a number of large copper urns and there is a machine next to them that reads Auto Barista. Can I have a cake? There are no cakes, unfortunately, Mike. The shop's not open yet. You specifically mentioned cakes. Uh, where, the, where the cakes would be, but... <sighs> no cakes, Mike, I'm sorry. But there is tea. There is tea. Could we, um, could we go up to the Autobot, please, and see um, how it, this contraption works? Yes, so you, you approach the Autobarista machine, and um, weirdly, the, you, you find a stale cake behind the, uh, the machine. That uh, Mike, Mine. Mike can munch on. <laughs> it's, uh, okay, hooray! You find a spot of blue that's not meant to be there, but the rest of it looks okay. Uh, <laughs> this will be 100,000. We, we won't know until I <laughs> <laughs> So it looks like um, a, vid a mini vending machine. It's got a little digital display uh, on the top and a small drawer that you can pull out underneath. And on the machine it says, Hi, I'm your auto barista. Create the perfect 18th century tea blend. Just press the buttons of the teas you want to mix and hit blend. I'll create a tea just for you. And I'll even give it a historically appropriate name. Hmm. What are our options? Yes. So on the display, um, you've just got seven buttons. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. And then one that says the word blend. Can I just hit the, button, the one button? Yep. Uh, how many Sorry, how many copper urns were there? There are six uh, copper urns. Uh, each containing okay. a different type of tea. Ah. Should we have a look what they are before we start pressing buttons? B -b -b buttons. I know. 
You can press buttons at some point. You can press as many buttons as you like. <laughs> uh, uh, fine. Can we look at the urns just to see if there's anything traditional on them? <laughs> Certainly. Uh, yes, so there are six copper urns. Um, each of them has a different kind of tea inside them. They've got a little spout that you can pull out to pour, and there's a bunch of cups and saucers next to them. The urns are numbered one through six, and there's a little card on the table that says, free samples. Okay. Uh, can I sample number one, please? Yep. You pour some tea into the cup. Uh, it's kind of brownie tea colour. And you take a little sip and you get the, you, you taste uh, grapes. I know. <laughs> America can't, can't do tea. Sorry, America. You threw it into the water, so you don't know how to recreate it. If, if this were my puzzle, the, the, uh, the copper urns would be a policeman called Urn. <laughs> <laughs> Note for next time. Could we move on to number two, please? Uh, give yourself a sample number two, and you give it a, a taste, and you get the distinct flavour of apple. Wonderful. And I'll let someone else take over. Number three, please. You sample number three, and you taste strawberry. Oh. Number four, you get uh, a sort of a vanillary flavour. Uh, can I have a little sippy sip of uh, number five, please? You uh, you neck number five, and you get uh, a very strong flavour of blueberry down your gullet. Does this taste like tea at all, or am I just getting fruity things? Basically, I'm trying to work. Have the Americans forgotten what tea is? Is this, in fact, a juice factory? <laughs> it's just hot, thin juice. Because, <laughs> I mean, hot Ribena is fantastic, still. <laughs> but not tea. <laughs> Precisely. That's why they call this it This is just like fruity Ribena. teas, though, because I think fruity teas just taste like really, really weak squash, and I hate them. But fruity teas are mostly not tea either. They're just infusions. Yeah. Exactly. It's fair. But it's called infusion, not tea. So, oh. oh, sorry. Because everyone calls them tea. I was like, I'll have some, I'll have some chamomile. It's not tea. It's not. It's an infusion. It's a chamomile infusion. <laughs> oh, I love it when Ben gets cross. There's just something really, really quite beautiful about Ben getting. Ben, can you say pissed off again? <laughs> Bloody pissed off. Oh, mm, mm. oh, so good. So good. It's like watching the Queen Mum swear. Brilliant. <laughs> it's like if she'd come out on a coronation, just being like, my loyal subjects, assholes to a man. Piss off the lot of you. I'm rich. Goodbye. Like, it's just, it's that same level of, sorry, and what about the sixth there? Um, take? You take a little sip of number six and your face does the same thing that Ben did when he sipped his Shropshire Brewery. Um, oh, so yeah. you, you can't, just based on that reaction, you, you've got a strong sense that this is lemon flavour. Okay. Okay, so maybe we can find like, do we find out what tea tasted like then? So rather than you got to find the original tea, can we just recreate the original tea? Oh, oh, oh. The um, auto barista, does it look like we could blend all six? Do we, does it look like we only have a selection of like three? You can tap, by the looks of it, as many or as few buttons as you want. I mean, if it was me, vanilla and blueberry. Well, vanilla, blueberry and apple would be... A good infusion. Uh, so I'm going to try two, four, and five. Sure. Uh, you press two, four, and five into the autobarista and punch the blend button. There's a brief whizzing and whirring, and then there's a little bing. You open the drawer, and inside is a little pouch of tea leaves called Custom Tea Blend. Rabbit's Hole. A rabbit's Hole. Oh, it's probably a long shot, but as it says, if you're looking for the last tea chest, and good luck, I've hidden it on one of the many islands. I wonder if we make the tea blend, it might give us the island. Oh, Oh? Again, this, this could be a complete long shot. But what, what tea blend? I don't know. This was just a, a small light bulb moment that could be like the wrong light bulb. So a Long Island iced tea is the only um, islandy drink that I know. But I've got no idea what is in it. Presumably 
None of these things. I haven't got a clue either, so you're you're in the in the clear there. I think there's rum uh, there's rum in Long Island ST and all that. <laughs> That's all I know. But we've got the paintings as well with people's names on. So Benjamin Livingston is the one that signed the note. Could I take a look at his po- portrait? Is there anything? You take a look at uh, old, old Ben Livingston's portrait. There's nothing you can deduce from the picture itself. He's a he's a bald, fat, white dude with a pompous quaff. Oh, that's a really because so those paint portraits were in a, a three by three grid, weren't they? Yeah. So if we start, if we took Ben Livingston, mm-hmm. who is bottom left, and then went, yeah, went right, and then up. Ben, you've probably already left out, uh, haven't you? Right, right, down, down. You get to number nine. Uh, Levi Ellery. Yeah, can we take a closer look at Levi Ellery? Uh, yeah, you take a look at the at old Levi's painting. Again, he looks like the same balding, fat, white dude with a massive neck quaff, as they were known in the 18th century, but nothing really untoward. Neck quaff? Oh, the big, the fat tie things. Oh, I thought that was like, you know, that people get to like a certain kind of income bracket and they develop that big ball thing. Maybe yeah. that's what the frill Underwear. was for, is to hide that, the twat riffle. Someone to tuck it in, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything behind his painting? Is it? Has, has he, have you done a sneaky Ben on? There is. There is no sneaky Ben behind uh, any of the paintings. Actually, it's just just a sneaky Ben with us <laughs> in our hearts. Uh, yeah, all the paintings seem to be pretty normal paintings uh, with the plaques with their names underneath. There are two Elleries. So there's there Levy and and also Rex, which top and tail the um, the paintings, as it were. You have ten minutes remaining. Ah. So, levy is also a thing that you impose, a tax. Yeah, but it's, the name is Levi, isn't it? Rex is when you break stuff. <laughs> or it's um, the, the like the, the the place for a king. Like, um, isn't that uh, isn't it what er the the uh, the r if it's a king is is uh, Rex, isn't it? Uh, it's, Rex is Latin for king. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, no knowledge of Latin is required. Oh, right. I was just wondering because, like, wasn't that part of the whole, you know, overthrow the the royalty and all that kind of happens? And yet there was a Rex there all along. Everybody got wrecked. <laughs> Shipwrecked. <laughs> <laughs> My God, Ben, you've solved it. To have a celebratory drink in your delicious Shropshire ale. Mm. <laughs> a full body shiver. It's, it's it's not like made up either. Ben's genuinely like having a real shudder. I mean. I'm astounded you're still drinking shit 10 minutes. 10 minutes, yeah, stop talking. <laughs> okay, um, have we explored everywhere there is to explore? I believe you have explored everything there is to see. You have all the items and all the, the clues that you need to solve this. Jism. I was really hoping that... You have plenty of jism, but it will not help you. And can we go back to the um, Dartmouth ship model, the the, the, the big historic one, mm-hmm. and um, Take a look at the cannons on the port side, please, just in case there's anything hidden in there. Uh, yep, the cannons are both empty. So I just having a little think about those directions, um, I don't think that they will work for anybody else on this to, to start anywhere else on this grid. of. And I also don't think they're going to work on the map. And, and if you start anywhere else on the, uh, on the matrix paintings, of paintings, yeah. then um, you either go up too much or right. And I presume... Jamie, that the buttons on the um, auto barista are like in a line or something like that. They're they are, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they're in a horizontal line. Uh, Jamie, on the auto barista, can I try five and one? You put in five and one, a hit blend. You have a little uh, tea chest, a little tea chest, a little uh, bag of tea leaves. 
Uh, that's called Custom T-Blend uh, Ship's Ass. Okay, so that was a carefully decided name that's definitely critical to the... <laughs> so the reason that came out was because I I, uh, I took the directions and thought, oh, what shape do these make in the grid? And I thought, ah, it looks a bit like a five and a bit like either a one or a seven. And I thought, nah, there's no seven on the on the dickery-do. Um, but that was a dead-endy end-endy. I can't see the directions applying to anything other than fat so far. Can we please go and have a look at uh, Samuel Adams? You see Sam Adams. He's resplendent in his outfit. He has a tricorner hat. Um, he's holding a bottle of Sam Adams as well, which is weird and very like not in keeping with the time period. Um, but he just seems like a normal mannequin. Only true patriots can even come close, at least initially. I feel that's probably significant. We might be missing something in there. Maybe, yeah. True patriots. I'm I'm struggling. Just struggling. Should to be we honest. maybe get Steer? Yeah, can we get steer, Jane? Uh, yeah, so that letter from Benjamin Livingstone is what you need to uh, to progress. And Mikey, you are you are on the money with that that one particular line being important. Any true patriots could even come close, at least initially. Is there something significant about where Sam Adams is in the room? Uh, no, he just seems to be placed with his space for him. What what signifies a true patriot? I don't know what signifies a true patriot. I don't recognise any of these names in any way. Isn't it one of the many islands in Boston? Tricorn hat. Can I can I overlay my tricorn hat on the Boston <laughs> Islands map? Uh, nothing seems to happen when you do that. I was wondering if it was some sort of crazy hat cipher. Just um, mm. trying to break things now. Uh, if we look at all <laughs> of the paintings, none of them appear to be hinged or um, they're all wonderfully secured to the wall. Uh, they're not secured, but they're all... Normal paintings. And there's nobody with a true patriot badge on their lapel or anything. Uh, nothing with a true patriot badge, but the the sign above the paintings does say "Forgotten Patriots." Only true patriots can even come close, at least initially. Something close to what's near the true patriots. Forgotten patriots. They, they just mean they're true patriots. They're just forgotten patriots. I assume they're true. They're patriots. And none of the names match with anything on there. I would focus on the latter part of that that core sentence. At least initially. Are any of them wearing glasses? <laughs> uh, a couple are, but... Just because I think it's Spectacle Island. I'm, just <laughs> I'm, I'm even more confused now. I I feel that if we had uh, the right tea, that's going to help us somewhat. Um, I just... And I think maybe there's some answer to the order or, or the combination that we want for the tea is, is where I'm going. Hmm. All I've got at the moment is Levi... Starts with an L, and we have lemon, which is six. <laughs> oh, lemon, which is six. Uh, P. No, that doesn't work either. <laughs> Can we get another little stage, Jamie? I'm conscious we've probably got like seconds left. I would focus on the last word of that core sentence. Initially. Initials. Oh. E N P U D G. Okay, hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh... Oh, his name's fucking Ulysses Topknot. Blue. Ah. Ah. Oh. Oh. Ah. Mm. Ah. Ah. <laughs> By Jove, I think he blue. might have it. Grapes, grapes and blueberry I've got. That sounds good. Let's do that. But you did that already, didn't you? Did I? No, I didn't. To the tea machine. Uh, one and five, five please. Uh, you pick in one and five, you tap it in, it spits a blend called... Mm, sweaty Prince. <laughs> Oh, I did. You're right. You're right. 
Um, but it wasn't called that before. <laughs> <laughs> Ships off before. This machine is making everything go along. But you are how on the are right track. Those? Oh, hang on. Yeah, Ben, how are you getting the grapes? Uh, I've got G for green. I've got R. Rex is the R. Uh, basically, I just... Oh, is there not an A? No, there's no A. There's no A. So is there something else with a G in it? So it's, it's Rex Ellery, so it's R-E-E-N-P-U. P-U. D-G. D-G. R-E. R-P. B-L-U-E-L-E. Okay, so it goes blue, red, green, purple. Blue, red, green, purple. Which if we then do into the machine, blue, red, green, purple things would be um, blueberries and strawberries. Uh, so what numbers are you pressing into the barista? Uh, one, two, three, five. You press <clears throat> buttons one, two, three, five into the auto barista, punch the blend button, it comes up with a little custom tea blend called Short Sighted. Spectacle Island. Island. So can we um, text Spectacle Island on the uh, burner phone, please? Certainly. 65 seconds left. You type in the words Spectacle Island into the phone and hit send. And after a few seconds, the gift shop door opens and the agent ducks his head under. Good job, gang. You made short work at that mystery for sure. I've sent my extraction team to verify the location. Please follow me outside. You step outside into the humid Boston afternoon and are greeted by the sight of a gilded carriage pulled by a team of white horses. The man smiles and takes off his hat and sunglasses, revealing himself to be none other than flappy-eared grumblepunk Prince Charles. <laughs> that historic tea chest will make a fine gift for Mummy's 100th birthday, so my thanks to you. But now you know my secret, I'm afraid. I can't let you live. Here's a little something courtesy of the Royal Marines. He presses a button on his watch and shouts, Banana Agogo! And you hear a growing cacophony <laughs> of whoops and screeches. You can't see anything, but you can hear several hundred thousand somethings getting closer and closer by the second, and they sound pissed. Your only choice is to leg it through the city, running for your lives from a swarm of manic microscopic monkeys with the maniacal and enraged cries of their master, Prince Charles, echoing after them. To be continued... And you've solved my puzzle. Congratulations. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> that was close. <laughs> I, I had no idea towards the end how on earth you were getting the colours. I was like, okay, so I can, a see, I can see there's actually green. There's a surname green, but I can't see red. Um, and then I realised what you were doing was you were starting at Benjamin Livingston, who was bottom left of the painting, taking BL, going right as per the, the arrows, to yeah. Ulysses Evans, UE, and that gives you the blue, and then you followed yeah. the picture around. That yeah, was, that took me a minute. If, if anything, I, I, was, I was struggling to think, I was like, I took you when you were like, grapes. I was like, Ben sussed this. <laughs> Ben's, Ben's jumped six days there. And then as I kind of progressed, I went, how the fuck did Ben get grapes? Where the hell did they come from? Basically, what I was doing there 
was um, looking at what we had and going, uh, oh, there's a G and I can see an R and there's a P. Yeah, there's grapes is one of them. And I didn't kind of go, <laughs> just, just trying to, I guess, short circuit a little bit. Um, <laughs> I even I, had the initials in the grids and I still didn't work it out. I even had, uh, I, I got the blue and there's a double R and, and there's a Y in, there's no Y in there. Why did I think there was a Because I saw Ellery and there was a Y in there. <laughs> um, yeah, because yeah. you, you, oh. you got the order for that grid. Um, and they're right, okay. They've got that. As soon as they get the initial clue, then they're laughing. But then you forgot about the, the arrows once you yeah. got the initial. Like, oh, no. Oh, that was fiendish, Jamie. That's so fiendish. It was good, though. It was good. It's so fiendish. That's the thing for, for me is that I, I built the grid to say, um, this is the collection that they're in. And then I've got your list on the, on the, the board. So was then um, like transposing them across like that. So having the initials next to each other didn't actually do anything for me because they, they, they weren't. They were up and down on there. Ah. I had to mentally put it left, right. On. Gotcha. I just couldn't connect initially and initial. No. I just, I, my, my brain was not prepared to make that, that. very small. <laughs> it's not allowed. <laughs> it was just like, no, we're not processing this. Okay. Thank you all so very much for listening. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us on all your podcast or streaming services of choice, as well as our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter. Just search for The Infinite Escape Room on Facebook, and we're at tier underscore podcast on Twitter. If you enjoyed the episode, and I really hope you did, I'd be very much obliged if you could leave us a review. It's a huge help in getting more people to find out about us. And if you want to say that Jamie was a particularly great puzzle host, then I'm not going to tell you what to say. It's all you. You do what you like. Or if you'd like to throw a few coppers into our hat, then why not join our Patreon? Head on over to patreon.com slash theinfiniteescaperoom, where you can listen to episodes a week early, get a shout-out on the show, listen to the raw chaos in our unedited episodes, and get exclusive access to our Discord community. We love you lots, and we'll see you next week on The Infinite Escape Room. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.